You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 152 of the Canadians Connection Podcast. We've got a great show in store for you today, but first, a word from our sponsor. The NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for Week 1. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any Week 1 game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome to your Canadian's Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast featured on allhabs.net brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, hosted by Rick Stevens with Amy Johnson and Chris G. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged and entertained. My name is Amy Johnson. I will be your host for the next hour. This is episode 152 of the Canadians Connection, and I'm pleased, of course, to be joined in the studio by my co-host, who also happens to be uh, the editor in chief, the founder and the president of Rocket Sports Media. I think there's probably some more titles. Did you get everything we could, there? There's probably some more titles that we could throw in there, but we'll leave it at that for now. Uh, Mr. Rick Stevens, how are you today? Good afternoon. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Glad to have you back in the hosting chair. Always glad to be here. It was pretty fun last week. So much fun. Thought, why not do it again? We had a great show last week, <laughs> uh, episode 151. This mm-hmm. is episode 152, and we're in the final days of August. Um, we're just a week away from Labor Day. That's we late. Are. That's Labor Day. O U R for 
us, O-R for you. That's right. Um, and once Labor Day happens, then everything happens, right? Everything. Uh, yeah. Everything. <laughs> and we've got news about, um, about schedules. We've got news about camps. We've got all kinds of news here today. Uh, but it's, it's time if you've uh, taken some time off in the, in the summer, as, as, as you should, uh, to get caught up uh, and maybe go back and listen to a couple of those Canadians Connection episodes. And the main thing you should do is subscribe to the Canadians Connection. That would be a first. That would be the first thing to do. We should also say thank you to our sponsor, DraftKings. You heard from them at the top of the show, uh, and of course that promo code THPN uh, to use when you download the DraftKings app and start using it for the first time. That's of course due to us being an affiliated podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, and so make sure you check out all of the great uh, shows there as well. Uh, so let's. Just give you a quick rundown of what we're going to cover today, because some people are like, well, it's late August. Is there really anything happening? And apps, actually, there is. Um, we're going to go over some memorable moments uh, this week in uh, just some highlights out of the news headlines for the week. Get you up to date on uh, roster news. There was a, a contract sign this week and uh, some other announcements about getting uh, getting the season started that we're going to review. Uh, of course, we're going to touch on uh, the Habs prospect report. There's some information out about rookie camp, um, as well as uh, want to bring your attention to uh, a very interesting segment that uh, we debuted on the Press Zone podcast, our sister podcast hosted by myself and Rick over at the AHL report uh, for this week. Uh, also, the uh, subscribers of The Athletic retreated to the 2021 NHL front office rankings. Uh, and we're going to talk a bit about where the, the Canadians fell uh, in in that lineup, where, where they're ranked and where they're rated, uh, as well as some other general NHL news and notes. All of that happens before then we head over to our second segment, which is the big doc topic. And this week, it's the fact that uh, Dominic Ducharme is taking a very solid stance on being undaunted by the changes made to the Habs roster by Mark Bergevin over the summer. Uh, we'll take a look at, uh, he, he made in a public appearance this week at uh, Ducharme's own charity golf tournament and spoke with the media. And so we're going to break down things that he said during that press conference and uh, taking a look at his outlook of his team going into this next season. Uh, and then of course we'll wrap things up with uh, just some tidbits of things that we want to make sure you uh, have uh, marked down heading into the weekend. Well, we're in the weekend, but heading into next week uh, and, and so on and so forth and, and make sure there's all sorts of things that you have marked down that you don't miss before we send you on your way to enjoy the rest of your weekend. Sounds like a busy show. We better get underway. I think so. Uh, let's uh, let's start with just some. Uh, you know, every week we've. If you're a longtime listener, you've heard us mention this. If you maybe have taken the summer off from listening to podcasts and so forth, of course, as Rick said, you'll want to catch up on on what you've missed. But uh, the best way to to start staying up to date on everything that's going on with the Montreal Canadiens is visiting allhabs.net uh, every day. It just takes you five minutes uh, to go on and you'll get all of the news related to the 
Habs uh, right there at allhabs.net. Every Monday, Chris G uh, puts out his Habs notepad article, and that gives you a summarization of some of the latest things happening around the Montreal Canadiens. And then Tuesday through Friday, Rick has the Habs headlines article that comes out every other every weekday morning other than Monday uh, and gives you a breakdown of all the latest news and things that are happening. Sometimes it's hard news. Sometimes it's announcements. Sometimes it's just fun things that some of the players are doing over the summer just to give you a glimpse into the, the world of the Montreal Canadiens and give you a quick way to keep on top of all of those things. So again, that's at allhabs.net. A couple of the, the stories that we'll see there this week. Um, first of all, uh, there's a new president of uh, sports and entertainment for Group CH. Uh, that would be France Margaret Belanger was promoted to that position this week. So you'll find an article and some notes about her appointment there as well as something that could start to be uh, a, a bigger, broader discussion topic as we get closer to the season, which is the the news that a vaccine passport system is coming to Quebec uh, beginning next week, beginning September 1st. Uh, and this could affect and should affect, according to how it's laid out, um, protocols and safety protocols uh, and admittance protocols for all sorts of gatherings and festivals and events and arenas, which the Bell Center would fall under for Canadians hockey. So uh, Rick, allhabs.net, Habs headline, best place to find all the latest news. And some fun stories too, like mm-hmm. like you mentioned, uh, Jakob Dobas, a uh, goaltending prospect for the Canadians and his real fun uh, Legos setup uh, for this coming year <laughs> with Ohio that. State. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Carrie Price on the patio with uh, son Lincoln. Um, look like they're getting ready to do some barbecue work. Uh, Nick Suzuki with his brother at a Jays game. There's all kinds of, of, of news, and it just takes five minutes of your time to uh, go to allhabs.net and review the every morning about 6 a.m. The, the, the news stories come out and so that you can keep up to date. That picture of Carrie Price with Lincoln uh, chilling in front of the Traeger Grill, I, I'm I'm a little jealous of uh, young Lincoln. <laughs> he's sitting on Dad's lap. That's not why I'm jealous. I'm I'm jealous because he's holding in his hand his stuffed Carrie Price doll. Like, yeah. how many of us get to have a stuffy of Dad growing up? <laughs> Carrie Price and then two <laughs> mini Carrie Prices, essentially. Oh, like, exactly. Oh, lucky kid. Uh, moving along to roster news, the big news, of course, this week, there are there are two remaining players who had yet going into this week uh, to sign a contract extension, and one of them got taken care of uh, this week. The other one we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Uh, the one who got signed, Ryan Paling, uh, signed a two-year contract extension uh, for league minimum, $750,000 uh, in the NHL. Uh, $250,000 in the AHL for the first year of the contract, which is two-way the first year and shifts to a one-way deal in the second year, Rick. Um, I think this is probably... I I like the two years for Paling. I think it's a little underpaid. Um, But I think we've talked before, this is the season that Ryan Paling has a legitimate shot to compete for a roster spot out of camp. Uh, and I'm I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed to see how well he performs. Of course, AHL report and Amy uh, covered the Laval Rocket extensively last season, uh, where Ryan Paling was the leading scorer for the Laval Rocket 
25 points in 28 games. He had a superb season, and he's uh, primed to be making that step to the Canadians. Uh, what's the difference? One-way, two-way contracts, if if you're unfamiliar with that. Well, it, you can still be sent down to uh, the minors if you're on a one-way contract. It just means that uh, no matter where you play, NHL, AHL, you will get the NHL uh, salary. Uh, so that will be in effect for the second year of his uh, contract. The first year, he gets paid differently, whether he's in the NHL or AHL. All right. Well, good. Uh, congratulations to Ryan Paling. Uh, great, uh, great news for him. And we will touch on the one remaining player who has yet to sign a new contract uh, before the season starts uh, in just a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Um the Canadians also uh, news came out this week that their annual team golf tournament will take place on September 21st. That's typically the precursor to training camp. Uh, the entire team typically shows up for that golf tournament as kind of a, a way to get together and get things kicked off with a fun way, raise some money. Um, and uh, they, the, the news has come out that that will take place on September 21st, which means Canadians training camp will then begin on September 22nd, which, Rick, that's a little late in the month. A little bit later. Everything seems to be pushed back um, by about 10 days this year. Um, that includes rookie camp, which we'll get to in a second. Um, it, it is a little late, and uh, that's... That's just a couple of days uh, ahead of their of the Canadians' very first preseason game, which is uh, a matinee affair on Saturday, uh, September 25th. The Canadians' full preseason schedule was released this week, and yes, their first game is on Saturday, September 25th at 2 p.m. Uh, it's a matinee. It's also the first game of the entire NHL preseason schedule. So the NHL is kicking off the preseason with a with a tilt with the Habs um, against the Leafs, I believe. Uh, six games, uh, three with the Leafs, three with uh, the Senators. Uh, typically, there's there's more variety than that, uh, but I guess because of of the unknown situation with COVID, um, it's uh, just two opponents. Uh, three of those games will take place at the Bell Center. Uh, three on the road, and typically the Canadians have four preseason games because we know that the Canadians are a, uh, a revenue generator even in the preseason, and uh, the teams split the gate in the in the preseason. So uh, teams, particularly American teams, like to come to the Bell Center in the preseason. Um, so yeah, that's uh, the 25th through uh, the uh, 7th of October that will take place. And now we will take a look at the Habs Prospect Report. This edition of the Rocket Report is brought to you by AHL.Report, your premier source for the Laval Rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. AHL.Report is a proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. Uh, as Rick mentioned a little bit ago uh, when we were talking about the the. Canadians training camp beginning on September 22nd and it being pushed back. Uh, the the Habs rookie camp uh, news has come out about when that will start, and it's about an, a week or so later than than usual as well. Uh, seems that Habs rookie camp will commence on September 15th, uh, and there will be it's you know they're they're moving away this season uh, from having the typical weekend long rookie tournament where typically you know. Um, 
Ottawa's rookies, Toronto's rookies, Habs rookies all get together and, and play a little mini tournament. They're not doing that this year. The, the Canadians will, will host rookie camp at home uh, and then they will travel and, and the Canadians rookies will play the Ottawa Senators rookies on September 18th at the Canadian Tire Center. Um, so, Rick, the roster hasn't been released yet for invitees to rookie camp and training camp, but uh, there's been there's been some leaks here and there. Uh, leaks um, mostly from um, uh, junior teams. Uh, you had pointed out that uh, the Quebec Ramparts tweeted that Thomas Caron will uh, is an inv- invitee to the uh, Canadians rookie camp. Uh, names like Avery Hayes. Uh, player in the queue uh, has been invited. So th- there's always, um, always, uh, uh, typically Quebec-born uh, ba- players who are invited to camp, um, and and that's no exception this year. Uh, in addition uh, to that one uh, rookie game in Ottawa, we know that uh, the, the Senators' rookies will travel to Montreal. There will be uh, an, a second rookie game in Montreal. We just don't know. It hasn't been announced when that will be uh, just yet. Uh, but again, uh, as you said, a, a, a different format. You know, uh, 2019, uh, the rookie camp started on September 5th. So that's mm-hmm. that's a full 10 days. Uh, and, and you don't have that tournament schedule with multiple teams where the rookies get a chance to play uh, you know a, a, a number of games that won't be happening this year all the after effects of the continuation of the pandemic I think are, are starting to shape up a lot of people thought that we would be quote unquote back to normal for this season but it's it's be quickly becoming apparent that that's not necessarily going to be the case um, in fact, we talked a little bit about that on our most recent episode of The Press Zone, Montreal, um, our sister podcast at the AHL Report. Uh, and in fact, uh, we would certainly welcome you and invite you and suggest to you to go to uh, the website for that podcast, thepresszone.fm. Hit the subscribe button. And if you've happened to miss Uh, If you happen to miss this past week's episode, um, you definitely want to check it out. Uh, In it, we not only, I know we mentioned last week that uh, we were happy to announce that AHL, (laughs) I keep referring to this phrase that you used last week, AHL guru Patrick Williams has joined the Rocket Sports Media and AHL report team. Uh, He's going to be making some biweekly contributions, uh, both in written form and uh, in appearances on the Press Own podcast. And so we were happy to welcome him to the show this past week, uh, not as a guest, but as part of the team for the first time. Uh, And it's a fantastic episode where uh, not only did we get to talk a little bit about uh, with with Patrick about him joining the Rocket Sports team, Rick, but we also were able to debut uh, the new segment that we'll be doing with Patrick Williams every other week on the Press Own, and that is the AHL Hot Stove. And in this uh, first edition of the AHL Hot Stove, um, we talked about a, a change in in the agreement uh, between the CHL and the AHL, uh, and that is the eligibility of uh, junior age players uh, for the AHL. And we know last year uh, there was an exception made because uh, CHL teams uh, weren't playing to allow some of those players to play in the AHL. 
for some of them, it, it wouldn't necessarily make any sense for them to go back to their junior team. But this is more than just uh, what happened last year. This is this has been a point of tension for a number of years. So uh, it looks like there's going to be a change, uh, at least the start of a change. And uh, and this is a negotiating year for that uh, agreement. So it uh, we we talked about the ramifications of that uh, for the CHL, for the AHL, uh, for pro- NHL prospects, and in particular for uh, the Montreal Canadiens. We know that there were two players in that situation last year. Caden Gooley played three games for Laval, uh, and then uh, went back to his WHL team. And Jan Mishak, who played uh, 22-24 games um, for the Laval Rocket, uh, but um, under the terms of the old agreement, would uh, would be heading back to uh, the Hamilton Bulldogs of the OHL uh, this coming season. Um, so the, the the conversation is there for you uh, to to uh, take a listen to. And uh, and hear um, myself and and yourself and uh, Patrick kind of tear this this whole uh, uh, discussion apart from all different angles, all different perspectives, and and uh, what might happen. And and it's it's something that uh, we're going to be hearing about uh, quite soon uh, because it'll affect uh, where folks, where these players uh, go, and where they're going to be playing this upcoming year. Um, I'll just mention, um, because we're talking about Jan Meshack and we're talking about prospects, Canadians' prospects, uh, right now uh, there is uh, the Under-24 Nations tournament that's going on. Uh, Jan Meshack is on the ice. Oliver Kapanen also on the ice. Uh, uh, both Canadians' prospects. Uh, there was games uh, yesterday, that is Friday. There's games today. Uh, the games today have Sweden versus Finland. Um, with uh, Oliver Kapanen being involved and Russia versus the Czech Republic uh, with Jan Mishak. Yesterday, Oliver Kapanen had a goal and Jan Mishak, in a, a big 9-3 win over Sweden, had a goal and two assists. So uh, a great start to the tournament for Jan Mishak. Tremendous. Um, you can be sure, of course, all season long to... Check out the content at ahl.report, as well as listening to and subscribing to the Press Zone Montreal podcast, uh, where we will keep you up to date uh, all season long. Uh, Myself, Chris G., Patrick Williams, uh, the entire AHL report team uh, on the Laval Rocket and all of the Habs prospects all season long. So be sure that you check that out. Um. Interesting article was out in The Athletic this week. Uh, They do an annual NHL front office kind of confidence rankings um, as ranked by hockey fans. Um, And, you know, how much faith, they say, does each fan base put in their front office? And and it's the sixth year uh, that they've done this list. Uh, getting nearly 17,000 responses uh, in votes for for fans who were only voting on just their favorite team. Uh, Another 650 fans uh, answered the survey for every team in the league. Um, And so they they rank them on things, um, you know, like roster building, cap management, drafting and development, trading, free agency, and vision. And, uh, Rick, the Montreal Canadiens, you know, 
people want to praise Mark Bergevin for all of the moves that have that have happened over the summer, but uh, I'm not sure how much it's changed folks' confidence in a positive trajectory. Uh, they fall at number 17 in this list as far as uh, fan base confidence. It's it's a really it's an interesting survey and uh, it's one that Dom Lassition has done way back to his days. Uh, he used to run the survey at the Hockey News. Uh, now it's part of the Athletic. Uh, as you said, we've got data that goes back uh, several years um, here, and 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 that's where it gets interesting to kind of monitor uh, how fans have changed in 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 their views and both the Canadians fan base as well as how the public views uh, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, the general public. And and in some of those uh, categories, uh, the, the, the views are, are the perspectives uh, of uh, hockey fans in general versus uh, Habs fans is, is quite, there's quite a marked difference. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, uh, the, the Canadians are, are, are ranked 17th, uh, this year in terms of uh, the confidence they have in Mark Bergevin and his front office team. Um, we're, we're talking about, uh, this isn't about coaching. This isn't uh, that, that sort of thing. This is, this is kind of the hockey, de- hockey operations department, uh, the drafting, the development, the, the, the trades, the acquisitions, free agents, all those kinds of things. Um, the vision um, and, uh, to look at the the rankings over the past, we'll, we'll get into the the 2021 results and and go through uh, category by category and look at the what what fans perceive as strengths and weaknesses. But just looking back as as how they how um, the the perception of Mark Bergevin has evolved over the last five years, um, as you said, uh, 17th uh, this year. Uh, that's that's down from where they were last year, which is 14th. And it's 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 very interesting that you get the Canadians who, uh, although they finished 18th uh, in the standings in the regular season, made it all the way to uh, the Stanley Cup final and three three wins away from the Stanley Cup. And yet, uh, the confidence in Mark Bergevin has fallen. Um, from last year, they were ranked, uh, uh, Mark Bergevin and team was ranked 14th in 2020. Um, in 2019, that was uh, a 20th place uh, uh, ranking. Um, in 2018, it was a 30th place ranking. That mm. was uh, the, that was the year that that uh, fans were were really disgruntled with. Uh, Mark Bergevin and and one of the comments uh, from that particular survey, the 2018 survey, is Mark Bergevin took a team with a young core featuring a future Hart winner, future Norris winner, future four-time 30-goal scorer, and third overall pick, and he completely ran it into the ground. Uh, Fans were really upset. Year before in 2017, it was uh, a 28th place uh, finish for Mark and crew. Um, so, um, the, the, the views, uh, the, the, the perception of Mark Bergevin has been, uh, improving, uh, over the past three or four years. And then this year has fallen back again. And as you said, in, in 
in the scope of where the fan base ranked these categories versus general public opinion, there were there were some areas that were very close, like drafting and developing were were fairly close. Um, free agency and vision were fairly close. Um, the two places that there's a stark difference is cap management. The the fan base ranked what they believe is Bergevin's cap management much better than general pub- public opinion and in trading a vast, vast difference in the fan base believing that Mark Bergevin is is winning on trading way more than, than general public opinion. And uh, I mean... Well, <laughs> trades are hard, right? That's that's Mark Bergevin's go-to thing. But but apparently the fans tend to think that he's pretty successful in that department. Well, again, it's interesting to look at, at uh, the overall image. And if we look at trading in particular, um, in uh, 2018, uh, the Can- Canadians fans thought, uh, gave him a 1.6 uh, rating uh, on trading. That was 29th in the league. Uh, the, the public opinion, um, was 30th in the league. So, uh, back then, uh, in, in 2018 seemed to be unanimity that Mark Bergevin was one of the worst GMs when it came to trading. Uh, you remember since then there's been, um, the, the Canadians themselves have been talking a lot about how Mark Bergevin has been winning trades, mm-hmm. uh, and that, uh, the media has picked that up and, and talked about, Oh, Mark Bergevin won this trade. He's, he's, uh, fleeced the other GM. He's this, he's that, you, you know, there's, um, and, and, uh, to his credit, uh, Mark Bergevin has made some, some very good trades, um, but has he gotten that much better? The Canadians, uh, fans, uh, they rank him this year as seventh best in the league for making trades. Um, the, the issue is that, um, grading an, uh, a GM is not, you don't list all their trades and then check them out. Oh, won this one. No, didn't win that one. No, won that one because there's, there's, for the most part, and and Mark Bergevin has been one of the most prolific traders, uh, over a hundred uh, trades in his tenure, I believe. Most of those trades are inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Most of them are inconsequential. Um, will be a bitten for Gustav Olafson. Most of them are inconsequential. Uh, however, the trades that um, that Mark Bergevin, the his best trade. Weber for Subban, by far, by far Mm -hmm. the best impact on the Canadians. The worst trade, Sergachev for For Drouin. And that trade, unfortunately, uh, eclipses all of the other, uh, most of the other trades in that it left a hole in the defense that uh, Mark Bergevin has had a real difficulty filling. And of course, Drouin has, has done little since his arrival. So, and, and we saw what Sergachev, uh, how he's contributed to a second Stanley Cup in, in uh, Tampa Bay. Um, so the public perception of, of the, the, the expertise in the trades um, is kind of based on, on kind of stacking them up and, and seeing which ones he won. And that's not, as I'll, and I'm repeating, uh, how you should be evaluating uh, a general manager. Two of the things that I find interesting in in the responses here, um, 
is one I, I certainly agree with. There's a comment that says the Habs went on a run for the ages and then everything fell apart. They lost two of their best defensive weapons in Weber and Deneau, and the offense still looks questionable. I'm not even sure they'll make the playoffs. I tend to agree. I I I see them as a bubble playoff team. Um, I, I don't know that they get there. Um, I'm not completely confident in the moves that Mark Bergevin made over the summer. Uh, the other thing that I find interesting is that there seems to be um, – with the with the respondents in in this survey there is a heavy negative impact at least according to these fans of of their overall confidence in the front office due to Mark Bergevin selecting Logan Mayu as as the Canadians first round draft selection this summer um I know you spoke about this in depth, uh, both here on the Canadians Connection, and we touched on it a little bit on the press zone uh, in the in the two weeks following the draft, uh, and, and presented a very uh, kind of balanced look at that selection and what it meant for the Canadians, what it meant for the front office, what it meant for Logan Mayu. Um, but it was obviously a big factor uh, in in accordance to the fans who were surveyed for this article. Well, the, the authors of the survey would have you believe that. Uh, and and we know that Dom Lassition was, uh, th- this goes back to beyond this survey, he was beside himself and, and mm-hmm. uh, seems to have have included it in every single uh, post that he's had since that <laughs> event. Um, so listen, I'm, I'm not trying to minimize um, that event, and uh, we're not going to we're not going to get back into it. We covered it in in extensive detail, mm-hmm. um, and it was uh, something that the Canadians uh, and Jeff Molson had to uh, address. Um, but since that's happened. Uh, it's been, as far as Canadians fans go, uh, it's, it's not been necessarily an issue that's been discussed, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, evaluating, um, Mark Bergevin's summer or predicting how, uh, things are going to happen. And, um, yes, you're, you're right. As far as, uh, the question being out there, uh, are the Canadians a playoff team, uh, even with all the additions that have been made? That's certainly that's certainly being asked by pundit after pundit, um, and and uh, you know there seems to be a feeling that the the run in in uh, to the play to the Stanley Cup final was a bit of an anomaly. Um, a number of factors, uh, the opposition's losing the opposition that they are facing, losing players, the COVID structure, all of those sorts of things that fell in the favor of of the Canadians, as well as Carey Price carrying an 18th place team uh, right to the final. Um, so uh, you know that's why I think you're getting some uh, worry on on behalf of, of uh, Canadians fans uh, about that. Um, the other thing that that's uh, kind of interesting, and and I'll just uh, I'll touch on cap man- management because you mentioned uh, that's an area of disagreement. Uh, Habs fans seem pretty happy with the caps ma- cap management, although uh, Mark Bergevin, more so John Cedric, uh, who was responsible last year, uh, had to do somersaults in order to remain cap compliant last year because we remember previously Mark Bergevin was always um, criticized. 
uh, for his cap management because he he'd end the season with seven million, ten million, twelve million in the bank, uh, not spending to uh, the cap. They did last season, and uh, it it was it was a struggle. Uh, Habs fans seem uh, happy with the way it, it was managed. Uh, the the category, the draft and develop category, gets real low marks uh, from from fans. Uh, Two point nine. That's twenty sixth in the league. Uh, that's coming from from Habs fans, and I think there it's not so much. I, I know uh, Trevor Timmons gets gets unfairly criticized. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the best in in the league at identifying talent. On the development side. Uh, the Canadians' development and transition uh, to the NHL. The Canadians have not been very good at that, um, and they deserve uh, they deserve the criticism and the and the poor rankings that uh, uh, Canadians fans are giving them here. They absolutely do. It's a it was a fascinating article, and uh, you know it's the the old adage: time will tell. We'll see if the pieces that Mark Bergevin put into place this summer, make a a difference this season or not. In fact, we're going to talk about Dominic Ducharme's thoughts on that uh, coming up soon in the next segment. Uh, But before we get there, just a couple of uh, news and notes from around the NHL uh, that that can relate to the Montreal Canadiens, the first of which is, um, you know, the Buffalo Sabres have had a rough go of things uh, lately, and the Jack Eichel drama has continued to... I, un, I I can't really say unfold because nothing's ha- they're they're at a complete standstill. Jack Eichel wants surgery. The Buffalo Sabers don't want him to have it. It's it's a saga that's just ongoing, and and a big question now is coming into play of whether or not Jack Eichel is going to be ready to go at the beginning of the season because of how long these these things have taken. Uh, to get settled. Well, now Elliot Friedman came out uh, yesterday and said that he's hearing that uh, Jack Eichel has fired his agent and will now be represented by Pat Brisson. Uh, Why is Pat, why is that uh, a significant thing? Well, it's well known that Pat Brisson and Mark Bergevin are pretty good friends and it didn't take long for folks like Jimmy Murphy uh, out of Boston to put two and two together, I think what it was it was like five minutes <laughs> before the first hmm Brisson and Bergevin are really good friends. Hmm tweets started hitting Twitter, Rick. So um is Jack Eichel coming to to the, the Montreal Canadiens organization anytime soon? Well, listen, um, Jack Eichel is is frustrated. Uh, you can tell he's frustrated, uh, and and things have have certainly stalled uh, as far as negotiating, and and he's wanting to give that a bit of a kickstart. And so you can understand why he's he's uh, ditched his his former agent uh, Peter Fish. Um, and and replaced him with with Pat Brisson and um, Pat Brisson Pat Brisson and and uh, and his partner JP Barry uh, they run the hockey division of of Creative Artists Agency and and that's not just a hockey agency that's uh, that's an agency that's that's one of the biggest in Hollywood that represents the entertainment scene mm-hmm. so. Uh, Pat Brisson is is in addition to being a, a, a buddy of of Mark Bergevin, is uh, is a pretty heavy hitter um, mm-hmm. in in uh, 
in in the world of 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 agents and um you know he has Sidney Crosby and Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves uh John Tavares Anzi Kopitar uh, Nathan McKinnon um you know the the, the Cole Caulfield is is a is a, a one on Montreal um and the 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 issue you know, is this mean a, a natural path for Jack Eichel to um, Montreal? Well, listen, it didn't help uh, the the association that is with uh, Mark Bergevin and and Pat Brisson. Didn't help when John Tavares was looking for a new team. Uh, John Tavares mm-hmm. didn't even give Montreal an interview. Uh, so I think it's rather simplistic to kind of put those <laughs> together. And and the bottom line is that. Uh, it's not Pat Brisson. It's 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 not Jack Eichel who's in control of this process. It's uh, Buffalo General Manager Kevin Adams. Mm-hmm. He's in control. Uh, he has said that, uh, or at least it's been made public uh, that he's looking for at least four assets, and that those fe- four assets, whether they're NHL players, prospects, or draft picks, have to be equivalent of first rounders, which is a huge ransom. Um, and uh, it seems that uh, unlikely for Mark Bergevin uh, to agree to that. So um, it, it's interesting in that that people are trying to make that connection, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think um, I don't think it advances anything with respect to uh, the Montreal Canadiens. It does not, but we will have to see where this saga ends, how it ends. It's uh, certainly one that's been uh, keeping fans on their toes all summer long. Uh, one other note from the NHL: uh, there is uh, there's been some some big contract extensions signed uh, over the last week, uh, not the least of which is Hurricanes forward Andrei Svechnikov getting inked to an eight year, sixty two million dollar contract extension. Uh, that's a that's a great big payday for, for Svetch and uh, certainly well-deserving. Um, why is this significant for Habs fans, Rick? Well, we mentioned at the top of, uh, in earlier in this segment that there were two uh, individuals for the Canadians yet to sign a, a contract going into this week and that Ryan Paling was one of them. That one's off the board. That just leaves... Yasperi Kotkaniemi, and uh, there's certainly a connection between Kotkaniemi and Svechnikov. So Yasperi Kotkaniemi is just, uh, he just finished his entry-level contract. Um, He's a restricted free agent. He got a qualifying offer in late July. Uh, Sometime between now and the start of training camp, uh, we'll hear news about a signing um, by Mark by the Canadians uh, that that uh, takes care of Jesperi Kotkaniemi. However, it is not going to be an eight-year, sixty-two million dollar no. uh, contract. Um, when we look at the 2018 NHL entry draft, uh, we know Rasmus uh, Dahlin went uh, first overall to Buffalo. Uh, Andrei Svechnikov went uh, second overall to the Carolina Hurricanes and third overall was Jesperi Kotkaniemi to the Montreal Canadiens. So there is uh, always those comparisons made between Kotkaniemi, Svechnikov, uh, and often Brady Kachuk, uh, who was taken fourth by uh, the Ottawa Senators. Uh, when you look at um, the just the the scoring uh, stats, uh, the number of points from the 2018 draft class 
Uh, Svechnikov is is tops far and away, 140 points uh, in 205 games. Um, uh, Kokinemi is uh, fifth on that list. Uh, behind Kachuk, behind Dalene, behind Quinn Hughes, that was taken seventh uh, by Vancouver, um, sixty-two points uh, in one hundred and seventy-one games. So, um, it, it you know, it, it's it's difficult. The Canadians uh, rushed Kotkaniemi in. Uh, shouldn't have. We said it. He shouldn't have Mm-mm. have played uh, f- uh, for the Canadians in his uh, in that first year. Saku uh, Koivu said it as well, um, but but having said that, um, you know they don't have complete trust in him. Uh, but he he performed well in the the playoff bubble. He performed well when he was in the lineup uh, the last uh, playoffs in July, um, and this year um, the Canadians coaching staff is going to have to trust him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to trust him to be the number two center of this new team. Well, we are going to kind of take a deeper look at that coming up uh, in our next segment when we hit the big topic. In fact, that is what's coming up next Uh, in our big topic segment. We're going to talk about the fact that Ducharme says that he is just undaunted by the changes that the Habs uh, have made to the roster over the summer. And uh, we're going to take a closer look at that. So stay with us. This is the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team visit allhabs.net and click the join our team tab today in every city around the world sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints some good grub and to cheer for their team think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. And welcome back to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. I'm Amy Johnson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. And of course, with me in the studio is our president and founder of Rocket Sports, Rick Stevens. Um, be sure you're following him on Twitter at All Habs. Uh, just in case you're not doing so already, you can also follow this podcast on Twitter at 
Facebook and Instagram at Habs Connection. And of course, visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com, where you want to subscribe to this podcast, whether uh, it's in the player that you're currently listening to this podcast on or just your favorite podcast app, be sure you hit that subscribe button. So this week on The Big Topic, uh, Dominic Ducharme uh, came out and spoke to the media this week uh, in advance of his personal charity golf tournament that took place on Thursday. Uh, And of course, the media talked to him about a lot of things other than the golf tournament. And so we're going to bring you some of that audio so that in case you missed it, uh, some things that he had to say. But he was uh, very optimistic in general, his mood was was optimistic and positive about the season ahead, uh, talking about the, the personnel that, that the team has in place for this coming season. Um, he affirms that it absolutely compensates for all, all of the losses in personnel that happened in the course of the offseason, uh, expects the young guys to step up and, and make advancements, uh, and that he believes that, you know, as far as the approach, things are going to be status quo. They're going to do the same thing, just with new people. But they, be- but that he believes uh, that that's they're they're going to be able to just build on what they achieved at the end of last season. It was a charity golf tournament in Joliet, and and so, um, y- you know, you're he he was going to be different uh, there was there was a lighter mood uh he wasn't uh as reserved he was animated at times uh and it was really the first time uh normally well uh, all of the the press conferences that he was involved in uh last season took place via zoom this was the first one it was outdoors uh but it was still where reporters uh, the media were in, in right there, uh, asking him questions, uh, and 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 he acted, uh, reacted a little bit differently uh, than he normally would. And and as I said, it, it was it was just a different kind of event, a, a charity fundraiser. Uh, some of the players uh, were there: uh, uh, Jonathan Duran, uh, Laurent Defan. Um, Alex Burrow's assistant coach was there. Josh Anderson was was there. Um, so it was it was just a, a nice uh, event. And he spoke uh, with the media for about sixteen minutes um, in both English and French. Um, and and as you said, I, I think he was um, he he just seemed so positive. He seemed. Um, you know, even, even when they, he was asked about challenges, oh, no problem. No, no problem. He didn't seem to have <laughs> a, a care in the world. It's going to be uh, fine. Um, he talked about, uh, his summer. Uh, he talked about being, uh, very involved in, in, uh, you know, he was, he was involved in the, uh, in free agency. He was involved in the, um, expansion draft. Uh, he was involved hiring, uh, a couple of, of uh, new coaches uh, with uh, Trevor Latowski as an assistant coach, mm-hmm. Eric Raymond as a goaltending coach, Adam Douglas, the new director of sports and science. Um, so he said that in his estimation, he's been off uh, for about 10 days or two weeks thereabouts uh, over the summer. And, uh, and now uh, it's all hands on deck as they get together, uh, the coaching staff, to uh, prepare for next season. I'm just going to say, Dom, that that's 10 days to two weeks longer than I've had off this summer. So uh, you're not getting any sympathy from this corner. I'm telling you that right now. 
um, so so yes, uh, he kind of w- walked through the pieces that that are now no longer part of the Habs roster. Whether they can, you know, it's it's a in some cases it's pretty clear as to whether or not it's a big loss or not. In other cases, it's a bit more subjective. But but in each case, you know, he believes that there is a, a an an equal piece of the puzzle slotting right back in, and that the losses, as you say, uh, it's it's almost like they're, um, you know, just just not even. It, they're not even losses because because other other players have been slotted in. Starting with Philip Deneau, I think uh, you know whether you love Philip Deneau or can't stand Philip Deneau in terms of of what he does on the ice. Um, losing Philip Deneau is a big piece of the Canadians' puzzle. Um, there is you know what he does on the ice when he chooses to do so uh there's also the role that he plays in in terms of just uh his 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 spotlight with the fan base uh he's there's a big role there that 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 philip deneau plays um dominic ducharme says that he thinks that jake evans is gonna is gonna step in and fill philip deneau's place um I'm certainly my first reaction to this, Rick, was was I'm I'm happy to finally hear some praise and some confidence in Jake Evans coming from the coaching staff of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it's a long time coming. Coming, uh, we talked about this extensively at the AHL report uh, over the last couple of years that you know Jake Evans wasn't getting the the consideration that he deserved. Glad to see that's happening now. Uh, I hesitate to put too much. Jake Evans is what the next Phil Deneau pressure on his head because that's that's they're not the same type of player. First of all, um, Jake Evans has a different kind of role, and and he's not he's not going to fill Philip Deneau's shoes a hundred percent. So you know, a little wary about putting that kind of expectation over his name in terms of of his uh, how the, how how the fan base perceives Jake Evans but happy to hear that that there's a bit of confidence there. And out of out of the comparisons that uh, or or the the replacements that uh, Dominic Descharmes talked about maybe this is the closest mm-hmm. uh, to being accurate. Um, yeah. because when you kind of look at uh, all of the areas of the game. Um, and, and we should say, going back um, previous uh, previous episodes of the Canadians Connection, we talked in depth. We, we, we talked about Dom DeLacician, his, uh, his uh, survey earlier. Uh, but he also did a, a really a thorough analysis uh, after the Canadians... Uh, upset the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round. And and Philip Deneau was getting a lot of praise for uh, the way he shut down uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And um, uh, from his analysis, Dom Lecician said that was a pile of bunk. Uh, the, no, in, in, in no uncertain terms. Uh, he said it was, a, the word he used, it was a myth um, that... Uh, uh, that it Matthews and Marner and, and the Leafs overall were getting their chances. It wasn't a matter of defensive forward shutting down uh, the Leafs offense. 
the the Leafs got every chance uh, imaginable. Mm-hmm. It was Carey Price uh, that uh, that was able to to shut down the offense of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's fine. Uh, Phil Deneau got the credit. Uh, he got his big contract. He got the contract that he wanted in Los Angeles. But you can understand why the Canadians were willing to let him go. Uh, because their pro- their internal analysis probably matched that uh, of Dom Lassition, that that uh, uh, Philip Deneau was getting a little bit more credit than than he should uh, for the way the Canadians played in the playoffs, uh, and that Jake Evans uh, um, Jake Evans has had become throughout the season uh, Jake Evans had had uh, displaced. Uh, Phil Deneau as uh, the number one guy that got sent over the boards on the penalty kill. Uh, it was Jake Evans. He was his numbers on the penalty kill were better than Phil Deneau. Um, when you look at the faceoff numbers, uh, they're actually pretty close overall. And if you look zone by zone by zone, uh, Jake Evans is is better in in every zone except the offensive zone, and that's mainly because. He didn't get a lot of practice in in that uh, in that area, um, so maybe there's something to this uh, fact that that uh, Jake Evans can step into part of the shoes of of uh, Phil Deneau, uh, assisted by you know uh, 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 Cedric Paquette. Uh, he'll help out on the penalty kill, um, and that only leaves the offense to talk about. And and listen. Um, Phil Deneau didn't offer anything in no. terms of offense in the regular season or the uh, the playoffs. Uh, so th- those numbers should be able to be picked up uh, by Jesper Kotkaniemi. Um, but um, we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit, uh, and and let's uh, t- just to give you a sense of when when Dom Ducharme said. I feel confident replacing uh, the lineup that we had, the, the folks in the lineup we had. Uh, let's take a quick look at, um, at, at who was in the lineup um, because it's kind of, it was, uh, you know, I watched every game, uh, regular season playoffs, um, but it kind of surprised me how consistent the lineup was uh, throughout the season and into the playoffs, even though there was, there was acquisitions, there was moving parts, there was a taxi squad. Uh, if you look at the very first game of the season, and that occurred at uh, Scotiabank Arena, uh, January 13th, uh, it was uh, the first game of the season, of last season was uh, an away game. Canadians lost in overtime 5-4 to the Leafs. If you look at that game compared to the last game of the playoffs against Tampa, and compare the two lineups, you'll see that uh, on the forward line, you have Philip Deneau and Brendan Gallagher together in game one. You have Philip Deneau and Brendan Gallagher together um, in for the last game of the playoffs. Nick Suzuki and uh, Josh Anderson started together on the second line in game one. They finished, John, uh, Josh Anderson, Nick Suzuki finished together um, in the last game of the season, um, the the fourth line on the very first game of the season, Jake Evans was the center, flanked by Paul Byron and Arturi Lekkonen. That was exactly the same line that ended up as the third line uh, in the last game of the playoffs. The only 
difference really um, came in in the fourth line. And we remember during the playoffs, that's when Eric Stahl and and Corey Perry and 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 uh, Yol Armia came uh, to the fore. Um, it, this this also surprised me. The defense pairings: Schrott and Weber, Edmondson and Petrie, Kulak and Romanoff. They started the season in Game One. Those exact same pairings finished uh, the season in the last game of the playoffs, and of course, uh, Carey Price uh, was in goal for for both games. So there was there was not much change. Um, uh, yes, uh, Perry and Stahl came in. Cole Caulfield was added late in the season. Uh, there were some changes, but for the most part, uh, the 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 folks that started uh, finished. And so that's something that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on um, in the first game of the new season in October. Uh, and it's also uh, a starting point for us to, to talk about the, the replacements as uh, Dominic Ducharme called them. Absolutely. The, f- the first one uh, is that there, it, there will not be a Tomas Tatar uh, on, on the roster for the Canadians anymore, but Dominic Ducharme believes that Mike Hoffman will slot in quite nicely in Thomas Tatar's place. Um, Rick, you pointed this out when we were, we were talking uh, prior to, to the show starting that um, Thomas Tatar wasn't even used in the playoffs, so I'm not sure someone replacing him is exactly a, a positive thing. Um, but uh, let's let's first start with hearing what Ducharme has to say about Mike Hoffman entering the roster. For me, it's like every year. I mean, I'm used to that in one sense. Uh, you know, we have four or five guys leaving, four or five guys coming in. And a guy like Hoffman, obviously, we know uh, the offense he can bring and the power play uh, specialist that he is. Um, but we believe that he can be playing the, the style of play that uh, we're playing. And that's why we uh, were aggressive signing him and we wanted him here. So uh, that is going to be interesting replacing Tatar and Tatar got in for I believe it was five games out of the 22 that the Canadians played in the playoffs but as you said he finished the the final game he was in in the press box uh Mike Hoffman um there was a number of pieces uh that uh, Ducharme spoke to there talked about him as a power play specialist uh, and the Canadians are going to need uh, help on uh, on the power play. Their power play, um, after a short bump up, uh, you know, leveled out in around 18-20th in the in the regular season. They need some help there, and and Mike Hoffman can be that guy. Um, the the knock on Mike Hoffman has always been not on he he can he he is a power play specialist. Has been what he does at regular strength uh, at even strength. Um, that's uh, both defensively and and uh, and a lack of offense there. Um, interesting to hear Dominic Ducharme say we think he can be effective at even strength and uh, and that's why we went out and aggressively aggressively uh, sought to add him to our team. We know that St. Louis wanted to uh, keep Hoffman, uh, but uh, Montreal was able to sign him away. Now you mentioned uh, some of the, the minute changes that took place with the Habs roster um, came more uh, into the into the playoffs when guys like Corey Perry and Eric Stahl uh, really 
took their own with Yoel Armia, of course, uh, on that fourth line. Prior to that, um, particularly for Eric Stahl, uh, the regular season wasn't the, the, the time that he spent uh, with the Habs in the regular season wasn't exactly remarkable. Um, and and Corey Perry had his moments, but but nothing overwhelmingly consistent that that you were wowed with until the playoffs came around and both of them, their leadership came through. Corey Perry really found a, a bit of a, a, a touch with the puck and so forth. Um, now you're looking at Matthew Perot slotting in, uh, likely where Corey Perry was, Cedric Paquette for Eric Stahl. Um, and, and Ducharme, uh, remarked particularly more on, on the terms of Matthew Perot and what he believes he'll bring to the lineup. Corey leaving and Perot, you know, the different experience, obviously, but different kind of player. But uh, we could, I, I really like what I saw in our, uh, playoff round against uh, Winnipeg, the way he played, the way he was skating and always on the puck, he was pretty aggressive. And, you know, that's the type of hockey we want to play. So obviously, yeah, as as he said, it's uh, it's two players in different points of their career and you, you can't replace the, the leadership uh, and the experience of a Corey Perry. But obviously, Matthew Perot, uh, caught the eye of the coach uh, during the playoffs. Uh, he liked his style of play uh, in that series uh, against the Jets, uh, that Matthew Perot was always around the puck and being aggressive, and that's the kind of, of player he wants uh, on his fourth line. Uh, so, yes, you'll have Perot, you'll have Paquette. Uh, there's going to be, as as we know, and we'll talk more as we get closer to training camp, there's going to be a battle uh, for for those fourth line roster spots. Um, you know, will we see those guys for sure starting on opening night? That's that's yet to be determined. I think Ryan Paling's going to have something to say about mm-hmm. that as well. Um, the next replacement is the one that I literally on our on our agenda. The only comment that I wrote next to it was in all capital letters, and it just said "ha." With an exclamation point, uh, because um, Dominic Ducharme seems to be under the impression that David Savard is an apt replacement for Shea Weber. And I don't know what planet you have to be on to think that David Savard is going to bring to your back end everything that Shea Weber can but it's not Earth. <laughs> uh, here's here's what Dom had to say about David Savard. Uh, Savard, uh, we know a lot of him. Uh, we played the, in the final against him, and uh, you know he's the same type of player, and you know uh, than Shea. So, you no, know, not big big difference there. Not a big difference there. <laughs> So listen, the coach was in a good mood. He was on a high. He was at his own golf tournament. He was enjoying the outdoors and uh, he got carried away because uh-huh. that's a statement he might want. I Listen, I, I hope he wants back because, <laughs> yeah, um, David Savard uh, does not play the same kind of game. Now, now maybe uh, uh, as far as giving up chances, maybe defensively, but... Uh, doesn't have the physical component, uh, the, the, the mean, heavy, tough to play against physical com- component that Shea Weber does. 
Um, Shea Weber played 25 minutes average on average uh, every game of the playoffs. Um, David Savard played about 14 minutes uh, a game. Um, uh, Shea Weber was playing tough minutes. He was playing mm-hmm. against all the the opposition's best players. He was on the first pairing. David Savard was playing on the third pairing. Um, and on the offensive side, uh, there's 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 no comparison there. I, I know f- uh, some fans were critical of Shea Weber and, and his place on the power play uh, throughout the, the, the season. And, and Shea, coping with all of the injuries that he was, didn't have the, the, the same uh, impact on the power play. But his, his shot was still a weapon, and we saw that. We, we also know in talking to other teams that uh, they prepared for uh, defending Shea Weber's shot. We know that Alex Burroughs mm-hmm. spoke openly about that that was, that was uh, a, a significant weapon, not only in Shea Weber being able to uh, unleash that shot for a, a, a goal opportunity, but the space that that gave to the other uh, power play uh, folks um, as as uh, the penalty killers had to cheat towards uh, Weber. So uh, you're not going to see... Uh, da- uh, <laughs> stranger things have happened, but you're not going to see David uh, Savard on the power play, and he's not going to um, uh, be able to replace the offense uh, that uh, Shea Weber was able to contribute. And and the other part of it, the, the other part of it is is the leadership and mm-hmm. uh, there's th- that's that's not even uh, a, a question mark uh, you know Shea Weber it was Shea Weber's team it was Carey Price's team those are the folks that provided the leadership and David Savard is not going to contribute uh, in in that respect not at all I was happy to hear Ducharme say though that uh, you know, despite the fact that Weber will will not play this season, you know, he still takes his role on the team very seriously and and that Weber has been in constant contact with his teammates over the summer and checking in on the young guys and and doing those leadership captain types of things that that he normally would be doing over the summer. And that's encouraging to hear uh, because the team still really needs Shea Weber's leadership in that locker room, even if he's not suiting up. For sure, and and no decision has been made on Shea Weber's long term future. He may miss uh, next season, but uh, you can't uh, replace him. Uh, and and I think Dom Ducharme uh, was a little surprised with the question. Uh, he said, it, "You know, it's early; things can happen." Uh, but he had no plans to replace Shea Weber as as captain. That would be a wise decision. Um. You heard Rick mention uh, at the top of the show in the in the earlier segment that uh, one of the few players who who were present at this golf tournament uh, was one Jonathan Drouin, who has not been seen in uh, at a Montreal Canadiens function since he left the team on April twenty eighth. Uh, so naturally. Um, well, he wasn't made available to the media, obviously. It was only Dominic Ducharme uh, who was made available to the media at the at this particular tournament. Uh, you know, I, I'll tongue-in-cheek say that it seems that Jonathan Drouin is already uh, in, in the bubble, in quotation marks, because... Uh, it's already come out. It was in. It was a headlines piece that that Rick you had it in Habs headlines on allhabs.net that uh, at Jonathan Drouin's own 
annual charity hockey, uh, charity golf tournament that's going to take place soon. They've already predicated that by saying Drouin is not going to meet with the media at his own charity event, which is bizarre beyond, but it's just, you don't do that typically. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm calling him in the bubble already, but Ducharme believes that Drouin will be ready for training camp, says he's in Broussard. Uh, here's what he has to say about Jonathan. Yeah, he is. He's, uh, he's doing really well. He's been at the, in Brassard working out, uh, getting ready for the season uh, for a few weeks now. So it was left to Dom Ducharme to uh, speak on behalf of Jonathan Duran. Uh, Duran avoided the media uh, at the, the golf tournament. And as you said, uh, um, um, really odd announcement that he won't even speak. And, and it's odd because he's been front and center for the last three uh, charity golf tournaments, the, the, the tournament that raises money for Chum, uh, the Hospital Foundation. It's a prestigious event. It's at the Mirage Golf Club Um and, and he often uh, speaks about it. He spoke uh, last year about Guy Lafleur. He's, he's spoken the previous year about Max Domi. Um, so it's, uh, it's very unusual uh, for him. The, the, his first two appearances uh, since April when he left the team unexpectedly and, 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 and in an unexplained way uh, that, uh, you know, he's, he's avoided the media. And um, at some point, uh, we hope that, that Jonathan Drouin steps forward, explains why he was uh, away from the team, why he found it necessary to leave, uh, the progress that he's made uh, in, in the meantime, and how he has readied himself uh, to be part of the Canadians lineup uh, for this upcoming season. Well, and that's the thing. You, you, we keep seeing that, you know, Bergevin deflects questions about this. Ducharme deflects questions about this. Drouin himself is is actively avoiding meeting with the press. Um, at some point, if if they truly believe that Jonathan Drouin is going to be part of this roster come a, a month from now, uh, then Jonathan Drouin is going to have to meet with the media at some point. And if they keep deflecting and keep protecting him it's still a giant question mark as to why he left the team uh, was it uh, was it uh, a mental health uh, issue that he was battling was it substance abuse that he was battling was it something family related we have no idea because no one will talk about it um, and if they don't address it at some point then the first time that Jonathan Duran sits down at the Bell Center to talk to reporters in training camp or whatever it is, it's going to be it's going to be a disaster because that's all they're going to focus on. I, you know, I think they need to get this out of the way before training camp. Well, and and uh, whatever the issue was, it's part of the healing process. It's mm-hmm. part of the the ability to move on from that. Uh, to be able to take responsibility for it, to be able to explain it, to be able to uh, say it's it's uh, it's something that uh, isn't going to have that same impact. Uh, it's 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 part of that that process, and and uh, it does no good for the Canadians to treat him differently. Um, it, it won't be it, it won't be helpful for the media to treat him during the season with kid gloves. Um, you know, Jonathan Joanne, let's be frank, he had a terrible season last year. It yeah. was awful. Uh, there may be some explanations for that. We don't know, but 
you know, if if he continues on last year, it, it doesn't help Jonathan Duran for the media to uh, soft pedal questions because uh, they're worried um, he's going to have a relapse sort of thing. Um, he's a National Hockey League player. Uh, he wants a, a, a valued spot in the lineup, and he has to uh, take on all the obligations, uh, and that includes media. Um, so I, 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 I hope that, um, listen, he looks good. He actually looks very full of face, uh, in the pictures from the, the golf tournament. Um, I, I hope he's doing well. I hope he's focused on, uh, training for the season, both physically and mentally, uh, and is going to be ready for what's to come, um, come time for, uh, training camp, which is just a few weeks away. A couple of other items that you could glean from Dominic Ducharme's presser. Um, The one was a a not-so-subtle hint that the roster that's currently assembled for the Canadians might not be complete yet, which I find a little interesting. Well, that would be good news because we've talked, (laughs) we've talked a couple of times and and even in the conversations uh, of of the analysis of the roster that says, you know, maybe this isn't a playoff team. Uh, we've talked about that, that, um, you know, this, this looks like this team is a piece or two away yet. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that the Dominic Ducharme teased the fact that, uh, that, well, he said, Mark Bergevin is still working. Uh, what you see right now, today, the day of his golf tournament, um, it may not be the same roster uh, that appears when training camp gets underway on September 22nd. So, um, yeah, he provided a little bit of intrigue uh, for the, the next three weeks. The other thing that he mentioned, of course, the, the other big piece of the puzzle is Carey Price. Um, and he affirmed that Carey Price will be back at the beginning of training camp, if not on day one, then within the first few days after that, indicating that uh, after the minor minor surgery that, that Carey had over the summer, that his rehab is obviously going well um, and, and looking to uh, get back on the ice with the team at uh, the appropriate time next month. Um, what was interesting was when, of course, uh, someone brought up whether or not uh, Price had the potential to uh, be taken from the team by by Seattle in the expansion draft. Um, Ducharme claims that he wasn't. He kind of laughed it off, and and said, "Well, no, he wasn't really nervous about losing Price in the expansion draft because he just knew that it wasn't going to happen." And and my first reaction, Rick, to you when when we talked about this was, "Well, that's either Dominic Ducharme offering complete BS or he's completely oblivious." If that's truly what he th- if that was truly his frame of mind for the expansion draft, that he wasn't nervous, it's either BS or he's oblivious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and and for now, let's let's uh, chalk it up to the fact that uh, he was just in a good mood and and yeah. and didn't. But but saying that he wasn't nervous, it, it was just a flippant remark, and it was silly. It was it was really silly, um, you know. Uh, Saying you're confident, I, I, it was more foolhardy in 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 his remark because you, 
Angela Price uh, thought it might it, it was it was likely to happen. Uh, Carrie agent. Price's agent <laughs> yeah. thought it was likely to happen. Seattle Board of Governors uh, wanted it you uh, wanted it to happen. Um, so you know either he was um, you know he wasn't being realistic uh, about the chances of Carrie Price. Or he wasn't worried if Price was taken. And that's even worse, uh, given the fact yes. that uh, he was there. He was behind the bench. He watched uh, how Carey Price had carried his team uh, to the finals. Uh, so it, it was yeah, not the best. Uh, he didn't look very well in, in <laughs> those uh, remarks. And, and uh, that, was, that was a bit unfortunate unfortunate and unforced error there for Dominic Ducharme. I I think so. We've, we seem to be chalking quite a bit up to, he was in a good mood, which as you mentioned, (laughs) it was a rarity to see him with some levity and, and a little more uh, open to talking with the media. And let's just hope that that was the case. One little piece of information. He, he uh, hinted that, that Carey Price is in Montreal now, just arrived Mm. in the last couple of days and said that Carey Price will be uh, ready once training camp starts, or if he's not ready, he'll be uh, ready in in the first couple of days of of training camp, um, was the way he described it. Well, Dominic Ducharme, in a short amount of time at his charity golf tournament, had a lot to say. Uh, So we'll see how much of that uh, comes true. We'll see how much of it is accurate. We'll see if he's... uh, Got a good, firm grasp on the assessment of what he's got to work with this season. Uh, it won't take long for us uh, once the season gets started to to give our own assessment of of how accurate his uh, his confidence in the team is. What we're going to do now is take our final break here on the Canadians Connection. Up next, uh, we are going to just. Take a another just quick view of the week and what's ahead. Make sure that you don't miss any of the off-season content that we've got going on here uh, at Rocket Sports and AllHabs.net. So stay with us. You're listening to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. The Canadians Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked-out hockey cave or fan ink. Well, don't just show your friends, show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to ShowYourHabs.com to see your entries, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. 
In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us regarding this unique marketing opportunity. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. And welcome back to episode 152 of the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Don't forget, you can follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And also be sure to visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. And uh, hey, you can also text us anytime at the Rocket Sports text line at 5853ROCKET. That's 5853ROCKET. If you've got a question, a comment, a suggestion, some feedback, or you just want to talk about hockey, shoot us a text, 5853ROCKET. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, We've been, I, I jokingly said in the last segment that uh, Dom Ducharme's 10, to, 10 days to two weeks of vacation was longer than we've had, and that's because the Rocket Sports team has been uh, busy all summer long churning out great content. We, there has been no off-season here for us. We're busy, uh, of course, keeping our readers and listeners informed all off-season long so that you don't miss a beat when the season starts and you're not needing to play catch up, but also so that we can work hard uh, behind the scenes in the off season to, to upgrade things and improve things and bring you even better uh, content in this upcoming season. So there's a few things we want to make sure that you are not missing during this off season. We talked in the first segment about the Habs notepad and Habs headlines. Those are news articles that come out every weekday, Monday through Friday, at allhabs.net. It's a quick, easy read, uh, just gives you the headlines that are uh, related to the Montreal Canadiens for that day and keeps you up to date on what's happening with the Habs. So you want to make sure to bookmark allhabs.net. Make sure it's one of the one of the tabs that opens on your computer when you open your browser in the morning uh, and you'll get your, your quick update of Habs news. The next thing you ought to do is be sure you are subscribed to the All Habs YouTube channel. You can find that at youtube.com slash allhabs. And uh, also be sure you hit the notification bell and select all. And that way you're notified anytime that we upload a new video segment to the All Habs YouTube channel. And what you'll find right now is uh, our contributor, Ben Dankyu, who hosts the Habs Fan Forum on the All Habs YouTube channel and at allhabs.net. Ben uh, brings you Habs news and, and, and so forth from a fan perspective. He reacts to things that are going on with the Montreal Canadiens. And in the offseason, he's tackled, uh, you know, since he doesn't have games to react to and, and, or, or roster decisions to react to, he's, he's been bringing you some insight and, and, fan views of different aspects of Habs hockey. This most recent episode uh, is Ben's strategy guide for your fantasy hockey draft. Now, earlier in the month, he, he did a, did a video on which Habs players would be good to target in your fantasy hockey draft. But this most recent video um, 
episode 32 is is more about your overall drafting strategy for fantasy hockey. And he, he walks you through, you know, what to do in the early rounds versus the late rounds, what not to do, what strategy he kind of approaches things with. So be sure you check that out as well. Uh, and Rick, of course, the press zone. We don't want people to ever miss the press zone. Don't miss the press zone. Uh, the press zone is our prospects focused uh, cover, uh, coverage and, and podcast. It's the press zone Montreal that uh, you're interested in. And uh, it, it uh, comes out every week, every Tuesday uh, with uh, Amy and myself. And, and every second uh, podcast will have uh, our, our special contributor, in uh, Patrick Williams um, and uh, and that hot stove uh, conversation that we talked about. So we want you to, to subscribe to the Press Zone. We want you to subscribe to the Canadians Connection as well. Uh, and that will get you all ready for the upcoming NHL and AHL seasons. And keep an eye out. We are going to have other new types of content coming this season. So uh, in addition, of course, once games get underway, uh, Rick will be back. Rick and Sam will be back with their uh, game day preview articles, getting you ready for each night's Habs game, uh, Rick's in-depth game recaps. There's lots of stuff coming both at allhabs.net and ahlreport.com. Uh, so make sure you've got everything bookmarked. Get ready for the season. It's going to be here before you know it. Uh, this third segment is typically the Have Your Say segment. Uh, and one of our most loyal readers and listeners, uh, both on allhabs.net and AHL report, and for both the Canadians Connection and the Press Zone, uh, is Dino. And Rick, it's uh, my understanding that you've got some new correspondence from Dino that you just have to share with our listeners. Always happy to get an email from from Dino and his little sidekick Molly. And um, <laughs> he he um, we, we try to to respond to as many as we can. All of the the uh, emails we get at info at allhabs.net. Uh, info at allhabs.net if you want to send us an email. And, and uh, he, he sent uh, an email. Dino's in the Ottawa area, and he was talking about um, the Canadians and the Sens rivalry and said, uh, in, in the words of the late delegate, Danny Gallivan, um, the teams would be renewing hostilities. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that, that kind of uh, sparked a conversation in Gallivanisms um, because uh, Danny kind of uh, the play-by-play broadcaster for, uh, I believe it was 16 uh, uh, Cups, um, he he went off the he went uh, out of the terms of the the dictionary and made up his own uh, phrases and and words. Sometimes candidating uh, was a, a phrase he used all the time. A candidating drive uh, failed to negotiate contact, um, scintillating <laughs> save in makes a save in rapier like fashion. So listen, if if you know any uh, Dan, uh, Galvanisms from the late great Danny Galvan, uh, send them in and uh, we'll be sure to add them to the the master list. But um, so there was a, a conversation happening here, and Dino says. Uh, uh, mon ami, you know something? When uh, Molly Amy get a note from you, it makes our day. Uh, I listen to the podcast all the time, and he was looking forward to the uh, podcast where we had an exclusive interview with uh, Charlie Lindgren mm-hmm. on the on the press zone. That's right, two weeks um, ago. 
And he said, uh, I still believe Charlie in my heart that Charlie had his place behind Carey Price. It breaks my heart to see him elsewhere. Of course, uh, Charlie Lindgren signing with St. Louis. Then it goes back to um, uh, the conversation we were having. Danny Dick, uh, that's Dick Irvin and Danny Gallivan. Nothing compares to them. Nothing. What made them so wonderful, Danny and Dick, is that they included each other in the conversation. They were just like a team, just like the one that they were calling. And they were not afraid to give praise to opposing teams. Um, and you know what, Rick? Uh, no one has done it like our old uh, Serge Savard. Not even close. <laughs> um, so, and he goes on to, to thank us for our coverage and to uh, uh, say that he was, he's looking forward to... Uh, uh, the start of the season. So we appreciate, as you, as you said, this is our have your say uh, part of the show. And we're always happy to hear from, from Dina. We're happy to hear from you too. So send yeah. us an email, send us a text at five, eight, five, three rocket. Go to our social media pages, whether it's uh, Instagram or YouTube, uh, Twitter, uh, our Facebook page, our, our all Habs uh, fan page on Facebook is always uh, lots of activity there. We have uh, almost 50,000 uh, fans. Uh, the, our Habs community there is almost numbering 50,000. So make sure you go to uh, facebook.com slash allhabs and like that page. Absolutely. And I know we've mentioned it, but one more reminder while you're there liking uh, the Facebook page, while you're following the appropriate accounts on Twitter and Instagram and, and subscribing on YouTube. Also be sure you subscribe to the Canadians Connection on any of your favorite podcast apps. It's so easy to do. It takes just a second. Uh, look down right now, see if you if that subscribe button is hit. Uh, and also share the podcast on social media. You know, we we know that you're here every week because you depend on the Canadians Connection and the Rocket Sports team to bring you uh, really just solid news analysis, uh, reactions and so forth to everything going on with the Montreal Canadiens. We would, the, the, the best way that you could help us continue to spread that message is if you share uh, these episodes with your friends and followers on all of your social media accounts and help to grow this community even more. Um, Rick, it's been uh, absolutely fun sitting in with you again. It's uh, great to have you here. It's nice to get to talk about the Canadians, uh, you know, on, on the press zone. As you say, we talk a lot about the prospects. So it's it's nice to be able to get some NHL talk in as well. Uh, thanks so much for having me. The next episode, of course, is next Saturday, September 4th. And Chris G will be back behind the mic. It'll be like old times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we often disagree and, and in, a, in a good natured way. And I'm sure we will again next week uh, in episode number 153. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's been it's been a great episode and we hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Uh, and thank you to everyone. We'll see you back here next Saturday for another great episode of the Canadians Connection podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens.